We're in Brooklyn, baby. <laughs> Fucking took the Acela down from Boston. Sitting in your living room. First time we've recorded face to face. This is a new deal. How you doing, man? I'm good, Matt. That's I love you got you got your giant record collection behind you. <laughs> I can see the full unwound box set, oh, blonde redhead box set. Like everything is here. It's I feel like I'm back at home. It's great. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty psyched about that. It's like almost half of a cube just unwound. I know. It's it's an <laughs> unbelievable amount of unwound. Know, like so you have a huge record collection and way too much of it is unwound. I'm so happy to uh, put out numero group. So yeah, took the train down. Here we are. We're recording live in your house. Got a little music going on in the background. Um, can I ask you a question? Please. What is your name? I'm Jason. My name is Matt. We started this podcast to talk about music that we like, records that we love. We want to sit down and listen to some records. Uh, sometimes they're good ones, sometimes they're bad ones. Today we're doing a little special episode, special mega series of episodes, actually. Um, Jay, what's the name of the podcast? We listen to records. We listen to records. Uh we have a special guest in the studio today, the studio being Jason's living room. Uh, his name is Michael Equi. He is a bass player Hello. of a punk band called Fun in the Kitchen back in the day. He's a film editor, a longtime friend, and a huge Fugazi fan. Michael, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. And I, too, am drooling over the Unwound collection behind you. Oh, thanks. It's amazing, wow. isn't it? It's beautiful. It's so epic. Michael, by way of introduction, we have a little audio clip that I'm going to ask Jay to put up front. Oh, yes. Just a little little something to maybe kind of set up why you're joining us today. So, Jay, you got that clip racked up? Somebody Productions, Force Productions, is uh, presenting an all-ages show with a band called Fun in the Kitchen. The young scene and pug and dago at the Cohasset High School Auditorium. That's where I went to high school. You bet. You and my wife both went to oh, Cohasset High School together. Yeah, the best part, Forest Productions. That was you and and Kevin O'Donnell and, and your band. Absolutely. You were in Fun in the Kitchen. Yeah. Um, you know, you. South Shore Boston punk band. But I, I just want to point out that he also mentions you guys were playing with the unseen. That's true. And, and the other thing was that we. I, mean, I probably should have set this up going in, but yeah. So we're in Providence, Rhode Island at, uh, was it Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel, I think is, is where they where they came yep, from the tour. Yep. And we were in a punk band called Fun in the Kitchen. And we brought a bunch of flyers to promote and things like that. And somehow one of those flyers got up to Ian and, and he read it on stage. <laughs> Man, that's and, amazing. And wow, that was, at a, and that was an amazing moment. And uh, yeah. So we are wow. doing something uh, new cool, that right? we've never done before. Um Jason and I are wrapping up the first, how many episodes have we done? About 40-ish episodes? I think 30, really. 30? Yeah. Wow, 30, 40? Math is hard. (laughs) I'm an art professor, man. I don't do math. Um, Anyway, we're wrapping up our first first year of the podcast, and um, we realized that sometimes there are bands where uh, you spill beer on Jay's couch, which you shouldn't do. Um, And uh, sometimes there are bands that, uh, it's just a little bit, it's all right. who you just don't want to talk about just one record, right? You no. want to do their whole discography. Yes. And we got to Fugazi last week. We started talking about how uh, how much we love Fugazi. Well, I love Fugazi. Jay never really kind of came to Fugazi, I right? I mean, I'm just I'm just more I'm just more unfamiliar with them. I mean, I definitely I remember getting 13 songs in college, and definitely there were people that were like 
you gotta listen to Fugazi, and and right. uh, and I, I think was that was definitely. But I think you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, yeah, it's just one of those bands. I, I think that if if uh, a lot of people are sort of really pushing them, you are. Well, they're not an I don't easy know, I mean, listen. I, they're definitely not an easy listen. I guess, and you know what I think it is too is I may have like come into weird pieces like I think I probably I got like the argument or something pieces of that and sure, sure something else and a little of this and I was sort of like I don't know where this starts well it's, I don't even it's, know what their first album is I don't so know. structurally today here's how we're gonna do this this is actually gonna produce three episodes so if you're coming in this is the first of three episodes um, we're gonna go through all seven main Fugazi albums we're gonna skip instrument and some of the other weird stuff but um Fugazi is a band that evolves. Fugazi is a band that grows. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching as Michael nods and cleans his glasses and he's prepping <laughs> himself for the what's to come. But, you know, this is not a band that, like, you're going to get seven of the same thing. This is a band that really matured and really changed music, changed punk, and yeah, kind yeah. of sort of invented post-punk, or at least yeah. a chunk of it. Um, launched think- a million other bands. And so, you know... The reason I want to do a discography mega series is because Fugazi is a band that really, really evolves. So if you're just going to pick and choose a song here and there, you're not going to understand what they're doing. At that's all. that's what I did as a listener. I think was like, oh yeah, I'll throw them on here and there, or I'll listen to somebody else. You know, somebody will make me put, throw it on a mixtape. And the the entry points were always very weird, and I didn't have any sort of bigger picture like chronology going so, on. So, Michael, what yeah. was your what was your starting point with Fugazi? Yeah, please. Do you guys remember the Chevette the car? Oh, yeah, Chevette. my mom had one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on my way to the Situate Massachusetts Skate Park. And this was before I had a license, so the older kids had to pick us up. And, yeah. <laughs> and my buddy and I were in the Chevette. And um, Jay, Jay was my older friend with a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got in the Chevette, and he, and he put Fugazi on the tape deck. And I'll wow. never forget oh, man. that one moment. I'm like, this is really good. And it was it was Waiting Room. It was the first oh, song man. on the first yeah, track. And, well, uh, why don't we just start there? Let's yeah, kick yeah, this off. Okay. Oh, so before you hit play on that one, uh, most people know this nowadays as 13 songs. It's, it's Fugazi's first album, mm-hmm. and I'm making air quotes here. Those of us back in the day remember that there was a self-titled seven-song Fugazi cassette tape and then a six-song one called Margin Walker, which had this amazing photo of Ian on the cover with, like, spit and, like, phlegm all over his face. It was really disgusting. <laughs> Those, so Mar- the self-titled and Margin Walker have been combined into 13 songs. So if you notice 13 songs, I, I actually had the Margin Walker tape, like, six-song cassette tape wow. back in the day. Wow. So... Old school nerds are. I, I still see this as two albums. Like when Margin Marker kicks in, I'm. It's like I'm hitting the reset button. It's a new record. So if you if so, you so yeah, wait a second. Oh, so where does it start? So Margin Walker. Is, That's the first track of uh, of the second gotcha. cassette single. Okay, okay. So yeah. in my mind, Margin Walker through Promises is a separate album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, from Waiting Room through Glue Man. Yeah, sure. Um, but most people just kind of know them as one thing. So we'll we'll, we'll for today's purposes, we're going to treat thirteen songs as its own thing. Yeah, yeah. And. First track, first album, self-titled cassette, yeah. Fugazi, Waiting Room, probably their most That's famous crazy. song. Let's first, hear it. first release, first track. Let's first hear the side. My, my <laughs> favorite Fugazi song. I mean, by I mean far. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crank it. So amazing. Watching Guy, oh, 
Yeah. Here, guys. I think gay, like Italian, like a gay for sure. Gay for sure. I've heard that too for yeah. some for some reason. Yeah, yeah. He actually lives in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, let's I get a, drunk I, enough to go find him. I have a funny, uh, I have a funny gay sighting actually. Uh, turn it up. Turn it up. It's amazing. I, I mean, I literally, I, I think whatever I was listening to, I do remember this track being like, okay, yeah, I, I'm definitely 100% on board with Fugazi. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, there I mean, is this nothing is like this. Undeniably, I think, I think you could play this for anyone who's never heard of them. And, and How can it be I mean, angry, punk, and danceable all in one track? Know, like, it's amazing. And you can feel like the, like the, the restraint explosion yeah. is right behind it. It's just, they're just chugging along and. You know, at any minute they can just just light yeah. it up, and and uh, God, it's so powerful. And, and I love that. I think I think the sort of idea behind it, at least, is like sort of all those things, all those cultural things happening, and, and and here was Fugazi, just like we're we're ready, like right outside of this kind of scene, and just waiting to like step in in the waiting room. Right. This is not the kind know. of podcast where we do a ton of history, but yeah, yeah. you know, Fugazi coming out of DC, Imakai coming out of Minor Threat, um, was Guy was in Rights of Spring, Rights of Spring, yeah. um, and they, you know, like friends with Henry Rollins, who we've talked about a long time yeah, on this podcast, yeah. and they just ended up building Discord Records in this kind of whole yeah, culture. Yeah, they're. When we talked about Henry Rollins and Get in the Van, there's a lot of like violence and shittiness in early punk. And Fugazi just took a hard line like, if you're going to slam dance at our shows, you got to leave. If you're going to punch people at our shows, if you're going to disrespect women, yeah. if you're going like, to. Yeah. Like, but also, they did, they were so anti corporate. Like, their tours, it was $5 to, to get into a show. All ages, they never served alcohol. Yeah. It was like, if $5, you could get in the door. And it, they wanted to create a level playing field for mm -hmm. musicians they wanted mm -hmm. to take the shittiness out of it the masculinity out of it the like grossness out of it the yeah. drugs out of it they were yeah. just like you know no skinheads they were just they were right. gonna make up a, a clean show now minor threat was straight like they start because they kind of started the whole straight edge they were straight thing, edge yeah, right? yeah and that was like a bit because that always was like confusing to me too like, well, I, when i was like 13 14 years old in like farm like, country upstate new york and people are I like understand if you wear it, red shoelaces in your combat boots right. versus white shoelaces yeah, in your, and got, i just i never knew it got like, a little sketchy with right. sort of uh like the you know skinhead Thing too yeah. for me that I was like, is that what straight edge is? Like I don't really know. Somebody, I'm a little like somebody, be, somebody <laughs> being like, oh, you like Fugazi? Totally you should watch board. Romper Stomper. Those guys are awesome. And like, if you remember yeah, Romper I don't know why again. those worlds. Yeah, got weirdly confusing. That's you know. But what I know as an adult is that like Fugazi <clears throat> were the good. The, they yeah, were the yeah, good yeah, guys. Yeah. They were trying to create a good, clean, yeah, sure, like good, you know, interesting punk scene. Yeah, I mean, right, right, right. Later on in this album, I mean, we'll get to it later. But suggestion is like a really interesting. I mean. For the '80s, like kind of a feminist track. Like when, when, sorry, when did this, this, this came out? Um, these first two tracks come out in like the late '80s. It's like '89, '90, I think. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. It's all right. No, it's all right. Um, 
you know, I think I, I'm pretty sure I don't have the, the Wikipedia entry in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that the two, the first two tapes came out like late, either 89 or 90. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of up front. Michael, what, what was your first take on Fugazi? Well, everything in that, in that Chevette. I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> like, I don't. First of all, thank you guys for having me. This is like uh, when I, on my way oh, over God, here. We I, love was, you, man. I, I felt that. Thank you. I felt like I was going to go to a Fugazi show, <laughs> and you know that ha- that that rush hasn't happened since 2001. So um, or maybe late 2000. For, for those of you listening at home, Michael and I have seen Fugazi live together at least three times that I can oh, remember. Nice. Oh God! Wow! Yes. Wow! At least, at least wow. gyms and like and, crazy and, basements. And, and you and mentioned all the places that they, yeah. they were so. I mean, they they held true to that kind of anti-corporate. Um, uh, mentality. They would not play in in Boston, where you and I both grew up. Right. Because, oh, wow. well, they played. Or, uh, they played Mass Art in yeah, the gym did. before. You know, in, in two thousand and one, which was the yeah. last time that I saw them. Um, but they 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 didn't like the club scene in Boston. They thought it was too much of a of a monopoly, and they wow. said we want no part of it. So we went. You know, we drove to Clinton, Massachusetts, and. Oh no! Excuse me, Fitchburg, Massachusetts, to, okay, to see yeah, them yeah. play because yeah. that was the closest that they yeah, could get. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was a road trip and a half. Yes, and uh, and uh, Shutter to Think opened up for them. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. What a show! What That's a show! Awesome. That's awesome. We, we can talk about that more later. But. Although, isn't one of your friends from high school the owner of a lot of the corporate clubs that they refuse to play? Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, story for another day. Well, uh, actually, nice dude. Although my wife doesn't like him very much, but. Um, why don't we pick a track, Mike? Uh, yeah. Out of the thirteen songs, what do you want to hear? Um, I think Glue Man. Glue Man. Out of thirteen songs. Yeah, it's the end of the original yeah. self-titled. Yeah. I think. It's as far as like watching them perform this song, it's one of the most exciting things that you can ever experience. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Like. Fugazi tends to record well. They studio yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Glue Man is definitely a live song that didn't quite make it onto the album, in my opinion. And yeah. which is one of the most exciting to watch them play because there's a point where normally they're playing, Ian and Guy are both playing guitar, and Guy puts the guitar down and just becomes this explosive frontman. And, and, and to watch him do this song is, is epic. I think when we were in Fitchburg, I think... He fell off the stage. Wow. And wow. <laughs> he got so into it. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, as this plays, uh, Fugazi is fronted by two vocalists who also yes. play guitar uh, Guy Picciato, Guy Picciato, depending Guy, on uh, how Guy you say it. And, of course, Ian Mackay, <laughs> the famous Ian Mackay. He's everywhere. You can't miss him. Watch a documentary about music. Fucking, I saw him in the thing about the no. red hot chili peppers. Yeah. No, he's, he's everywhere. everywhere. It's, yeah. um, and, then, and then Congress. they're. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does. He's, yeah. he's everywhere. Runs Discord Records. He's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then, and also very good friends with Henry Rollins, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, and then backed up with uh, uh, Brandon Candy on drums and Joe Lally on bass. Um, Joe does a few songs here and there. Joe gets to sing yeah. a little bit. I, I think, I mean, maybe we'll get to this in the later episodes where we talk about how he becomes more of a voice in, in the live mm. records. Yeah, he turns up a lot on the argument. Yeah. But even on repeater, if you get the extended version with the bonus three songs, there's one that's just called Joe Number One. That's, yeah. that's a track for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're a four-piece, but then I've seen them live as a seven-piece. I've seen them live as a six-piece. Wow. Yeah. You know, sometimes they bring in extra guitars. I've seen them bring in, uh, at one point, I saw them with two drummers. Yeah, the, I think the, the, the latter tours, again, which we'll talk about later, they, they 
they had two percu- two two wow. drum kits going. Wow. Well, that was I think the, it was one that, of their ro- one of their drum techs. I don't wow. know who it was. Oh, uh, that was anyway. the tour with Shellac. They had um, what's his name from Shellac. At yeah. least when I saw them in Chicago, that Steve. was the. Oh, oh, no, the we know the drummer Todd Trainer uh, playing with I, them. Playing played with Fugazi. Wow, I think. wow, that's great. Um, but anyway, it, they're a four piece. They've always been a four piece. They always will be a four piece, and they're just like hardcore punk from the late '80s, early '90s, and at least in this episode. So structurally, we're the first of three episodes. We're going to talk about the first two Fugazi records. We'll talk about three in the next episode. We'll talk about their their sort of grand transition next episode, and then we'll talk about their post-punk sort of more esoteric period in the third episode but we're deep in their punk phase right now and um yeah they're a four piece four on the floor man like make it loud make it crazy make it punk and just you know ian gee ian gee they're up front sometimes they only one of them does a song sometimes they're playing over each other and you know you've got the i mean how would you describe ian's live presence i i think um very good question (laughs) I, he's. I mean, I would say nothing. Nothing short of a of a command performance. He's. Yeah. Wow. You know, they're they're it, 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 them coming from like, him coming from like um, the obsessed and like he coming from Righteous Spring. They're like these no frills punk guys. So they slowly march on stage and they they always introduce themselves. Hello, we are Fugazi from Washington D.C. and they're very plain and, and Ian states the rules. You know, you'll. This is what I always picture him with the shaved head and that that like knit cap that's rolled that's up around exactly. the sides. Like he looks like <laughs> a longshoreman, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a longshoreman. <laughs> he is a longshoreman. So you know, he'll get up there and he'll just he'll tell you how it's going to go. Yeah, and it goes exactly like that. And if anyone deviates from it, they're yeah. going to have a problem. Yeah, is and it, then is and then it, he is totally different. Completely. Like, different. What is his yeah. What is his presence? Yeah, like? I just I mean, he's just a he's a magician. You know, just this <laughs> this crazy court gesture of emotion. And he's actually, I mean. Got one of my most favorite parts, probably my most favorite part of the band, is watching him perform. He is just wow. this kind of he just go he just transcends when he plays guitar. Um, and God, I just, I don't even know how to describe it, guys. And for for a podcast, yeah. I'm not doing yeah, it yeah. justice. Well, just yeah. just imagine yeah. the two front dudes on stage. One of them is standing rock solid like a punk rocker who wants to kick your ass, and the other dude is <laughs> dancing around like a crazy spastic performance art Frenchman. <laughs> Just like <laughs> knocking shit over and falling off the stage and like tripping over his own guitar and just throwing stuff and screaming and spitting. And it like the contrast could not be more dynamic. Yeah, they're perfectly yeah. insane. Yeah. 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 And then they're yeah. amazing, making amazing music. So, Jay. Yeah. The, well, the, th- the things that still blow me away, especially hearing you guys talk about it, is uh, that they're still together. Just, just, just hearing. They're on hiatus, yeah. Well, no, but I mean, you know. They never just, break up. They're always officially on hiatus. And that, I mean, that's incredible. That And, and the amount. Of collaborating, which gives they, me hope. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The the amount of collaborating that they do on the records, like just reading that um, "Steady Die of Nothing" oh, book, the thirty-three I mean, the, and third. Yeah. yeah, the amount of collaborating they did coming up with those tracks, and it sounds like that is they just approach records with, and that's how they have gone in these directions, I mean, which it, is really unique to e- them. Either this is a band that doesn't fight with itself, right? Or they hide it really well. But I, I honestly think you can't I mean, have been around this long oh and God, like yeah. have behind-the-scenes drama. Of I, and I the just think they're is both, and the other really thing talented, really professional people who yeah. work well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I'll add to that is they, yeah. they have been so true to removing the corporatization of music that they won't put an added. They won't. They won't. Um, they won't. Um, 
put an ad in Rolling Stone. They won't talk to yeah. Rolling Stone yeah. unless they right. remove their ads for cigarettes and alcohol. Do you, do you guys remember in the very, very, wow. very early 90s, somebody put out a bunch of bootleg Fugazi t-shirts that just said, oh, this, this is, is not a Fugazi t-shirt? Oh, yeah, 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 I was right. like, There's, that's yeah. how deep you are. If, yeah. you, yeah. if you want to wear a t-shirt yeah. for your favorite band, yeah. you have to bootleg that's it. That's right, they, they were, yeah. So I mean, I imagine that they were tempted with such I mean, massive yeah. amounts of money yeah. and they turned everything down. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Can we, we listen to records here on the We Listen to Records podcast. Yes. I want to hear a suggestion because that's, of, of the 13 songs, that is one of my all-time favorites. Mm. Like, probably number two after Margin Walker is Oof. suggestion. Like, let's crank this thing and listen to it back to front. on the slider put turn it back up asshole <laughs> turn it back up Is the restraint right? Ian Ian's Ian's up front on this one, and he's so con- like concise. And then he like builds to these like suffer your words, suffer mm. your. And then you know you got Guy kind of like floating in and out, floating in and out. 
Like, this is a song as a 14 or 15 year old that infuriated me. Because I'm like, just rock out, assholes. Just rock <laughs> right. out. Just, charge, just charge forward. I'm so impressed with yeah. the build, with the how contained yeah. the emotion is. And he's like, he's like I'm going to educate you. <laughs> and then I'm gonna punch you, you know. And that's exactly. Fugazi. That is exactly. Fugazi to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're what twenty-ish minutes into this episode, yeah. and we we're, we got two to cover. Because so this first episode we're hitting Fugazi's true punk phase. So there's 13 songs in this album. If you don't know Fugazi and you've made it this far into this episode. <laughs> Uh, thank you but also um, like get this thing listen to this fucking thing it is amazing every track is great um, let's let's kind of wind out on um, you know we'll kind of wind out the, the first of the seven that we're going to do so this is the 13 songs um, I'd love to do Mike what do you think Margin Walker or Promises which where, where would you like to end this oh end this God. discussion because for me so Margin Walker the, like the last six tracks of the 13 song. songs is a whole other album yes, yes and Margin Walker to me is this amazing soaring like experience of Fugazi I think you've answered your own question well, and also say, <laughs> but, but Promises is such a fun like gee song alright let's do them both Jake well, let's can you, do them both just, let's, just do them both. let's listen to a little Margin Walker listen not? to a little Promises yeah. how can you not oh god so good Guitar basing the track. It's amazing. Weird moment where like you in the background just say all I ever want to do, and then he drops in in you is so fucking disturbing. Everybody goes dating him. For me, this is the first Fugazi song I ever heard. This is still my, maybe not my favorite Fugazi song, but this yeah. is like my, the definition of Fugazi. Yeah. You got Ian and Gee playing over each other. Yeah. You got the crazy harmonics. You got the amazing bass line. You got the killer drums. It starts and stops, builds and slows. There is no more Fugazi song to me yeah, than this yeah, yeah. one. Wow. <laughs> You know what, before we get to, so Promises is, this is the first of the six on the Margin Walker tape. Honestly, can we listen to um, uh, Burning 2, which is the, in the cassette tape version mm -hmm. that I had. This is the last track on side A of the cassette tape, which, yeah, this is so good. Anywhere but here, anyone for me. I've got to think about my own life. Anytime but now, anywhere but here, anyone for me. 
Gentlemen, I don't know if I uh, said this up front, but this shit's about to get political. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. There's no way to talk about Fugazi without politics, man. We've already oh, yeah. hit, like, their version of feminism. We've got yeah. this, like, eco-friendly... I mean, this is, you know, when we get to the argument and shit, it's all over the place. But Fugazi is a highly political band. And, 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 and their origin in D.C., a place where my... I mean, the yeah, political yeah. epicenter of the world and, yeah. and they started this like no frills record label in, like in the center of a political like, they nightmare. chose to be anti-corporate that's a yeah. political move in and of itself yeah, yeah. 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 no they, they were from like day one even before this even before Fugazi existed they were seemed to me sort of operating with those ideals you know that like the, the zine culture of you know, you got to do this yourself, and yeah, selling out's a big fucking deal. That was a huge, you know, and and, uh, and you know, as a, like nineties, like when I was a, a budding musician and used these guys as a as an inspiration, like you know, this was before the internet. I went out and like flyered things with you know duct tape and strapped them to telephone poles and all kinds of stuff. And uh, because there was that DIY mentality, like you know, no one's gonna do this for you, so, so you while, have to do it yourself. While while Jay is pivoting to um, uh, put on the next record, I remember I showed up to college in Boston, and all of my friends were just like, "Oh, have you heard about this band, Fun in the Kitchen? You got to hang out with Fun in the Kitchen. Fun in the Kitchen, <laughs> you got to see them live." And I got dragged maybe four or five times within my first semester of college to go see this band, Fun in the Kitchen, and then my friend, our friend Dave. Many tattoos from Dave at this point. Our friend Dave was like, "You know, I'm friends with Mike from Fun in the Kitchen, and and ah. he, he goes to our college." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so he introduced me to you, and it was like I got to meet a celebrity. Really? And, and you were like the bass player of Fun in the Kitchen, and you played with all these cool bands, and you were like like done big oh, shows and stuff. And like, obviously, we're friends now. We've been friends forever. And, you know, Good like God, you introduced yeah. me to my wife. I did. Like, but, <laughs> I went know, to high school with your wife. Yeah. You edited a major film that the three of us have done today. Um, but, but at the time, it was like, this is a guy who's like, Fugazi knows who he is. Like, that was the big thing. Fugazi oh, knows who he is. Oh, man. Well, Jeez. actually, in, in all honesty, in, in the, it, we tried very hard to uh, book shows to Fugazi in yeah. Boston, and they actually called us back. Ian, nice. we have a. Yeah. Wow. I mean, my, my dear friend has a. Yeah, like, yeah. like on the ground, the boots on the yeah, ground. They were yeah, like a local yeah, high school college yeah. punk band. We we got a uh, a, a voicemail, <laughs> back when they had voicemails uh, from Ian McKay, and he was like, oh. "I'm sorry, we're 
I understood, and he, you know, gave his reasons why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he I mean, called us still back. Very nice. That's, very that's nice. amazing. You know, still, yeah. Like, All right, so we're gonna pivot from the 13 songs, which okay. to um, Fugazi's second record, which is called Repeater. Yeah. Um, title track is the first track on the album, Repeater, um, and it just came out. I, I believe it's like a year, well, a year after the second tape. So I think it's 91. Um, I don't know. Do that Wikipedia open released in front of you? April 19th, 1990. Not April 1990. Okay. Whoa. Uh, that's actually early. But, I mean, but you know, I mean, you know, during that time though, yeah, you know, it yeah. would take a year just for an album to sure, reach upstate sure. New York or wherever. I and mean, you know, the release dates were like just, stylistically. Like, like, let's can you rack up repeater? But stylistically, yeah, yeah. not a huge leap for the band. I feel like we're still deep in like Fugazi punk territory, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's listen to a repeater. You're a bass player, and like, just <laughs> not really. How can you? How can you? Know? Yes, you are. You're, you're very good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Joe Lally's bass yeah, is just it, so it, it, driving. I mean, because like, awesome. I mean, taking like the the, the the typical like punk bassist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Speaking of the bass, turn the speak of the devil. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Joe Lally was so. <laughs> I mean, I know we're both. We both want to say this. Go ahead. Well, what this, is your, say, this is your what show. I was going to say the fucking courage to start off with a bass driven song, move into this like raucous, like shouty punk like yeah. rant, yeah. and then pull all the way back to. Turn this up again. But, like to pull all the way back to this. All in one song. And then, like just build up the point. Sorry, what were you saying? Nah, just about the bass and how Joe Lally was so dynamic. And he's so much more than the, you know, at, at this point, what you would think you'd expect to hear from a punk rock yeah. bassist. Yeah. No, it's funny because I don't even think I ever necessarily put them into punk at this point in the early 90s. I don't know. I, Fugazi just seemed to be their it, own. It, it, yeah, it's hard because you know? Ian was so prominent with Minor Threat and The right, Obsessed. Right, right. And he just had a huge, like, he's like a big name in the punk community. Totally. And, and, yeah. and you're right. It, it's... I agree with you. It's like they're not punk. They're so much yeah. more evolved yeah. than what punk. Yeah, was, I think I think calling them punk. You compare them to feels uh, too like agnostic punk. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, more yeah. like like punk punk or yeah. even like Black Flag. Yeah, sure. We've talked sure. about a lot. Yeah, 
Yeah, this is something else. Just developmentally, oh, yeah, at this yeah. time, they were so far ahead of everything And already, else. I mean, this is like, and just for, like, perspective, this is right before Nevermind and, like, 10. And, yeah, you know, well, the Unwound is coming up at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nir- Nir- like, Nirvana is really, what, 1990, Nirvana's yeah, just kind yeah. of, what, bleached, I think. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, as a band, for me, Repeater was one of those things... It's weird. I have such a weird relationship to Fugazi, right? Yeah. I loved, well, what we call the 13 songs down in high school. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then my, a friend of mine played Repeater for me, and I was like, that's way too mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's way over yeah. my head. Yeah. And then we, we, we'll get to it later, but Steady Diet of Nothing is the next record in the sequence. And that came out, and I hated it, and then I loved it. And like I have this weird relationship to Steady Diet. Yeah. But Repeater's always sat in that weird, like, almost like revered space. Like I was too young to understand it. And and then like Fugazi moved on and I did too. And it's just Repeater kind of always hung out in this space where it's, it's like I, I I put it on a pedestal in a weird way because I didn't get it then. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. get it now. Like nowadays it's just like, it like I just pop it on. It's like punk Fugazi. You know, if I'm going to listen to Fugazi, I'm going to listen to 13 songs. I'm going to listen to Repeater. I'm just going to rock out and bang my head. Oh, turn this up. <laughs> You know, let's start this track over. We're going to start this thing. Yeah, this, this is, this is, is a big one to kind of just have in the background. <laughs> this is not background music, man. This is so good. What's this track called? Merchandise. You will not find a Fugazi t-shirt. You buy Fugazi anywhere on this planet. Please, so please. Like, no, yeah. It was just so <laughs> anthemic for, yeah. um, for kind of what they believed in their messaging yeah. and yeah. for anti-corporatization. Yeah, yeah. No, for, for a band yeah. to have legitimate skills like this and be collaborative and continue to exist and then also on top of it have real ethics and, and things that they, they want to say with their music is, is very rare. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I can only think of like... Uh, like uh, Connor Oberst in that Desaparecidos record, Matt, that was like really oh, yeah. political to me. At, at least, it, like, I, there's not many political bands that I, that I can think of recently that would, I don't know, that I even give any weight to or, or, or take seriously. I mean, it's hard to do, right? Because you just think, well, like, Rage Against the Machine or something, where yeah. it's like, you know, well, well, uh, save the whales, the, motherfucker! The, <laughs> Very true. The, 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 the ironic thing. Yeah, that's what makes it. Well, you're just like, oh, fuck this, man. The ironic thing. Sack, I, I would, but yes, I mean, they were, they were extremely political. Yeah, yeah. For the entirety of their yeah, career, right. and but they they do it in a in a they always seem to do it in a in a uh, way that you can respect. Right, and for if sure. But they disbanded right after 9/11 almost. Oh, so okay. at a time yeah. when wow. you would think that Fugazi would be the most active and the most politi- politi- politically charged. Yeah, yeah. Although they I, stopped, they stopped performing. And although uh, I mean, that always, they, that always kind of made me. Yeah. That's I yeah, that is that. crazy. I, sure. I never because like you know I was looking almost to them for guidance mm-hmm. on on the fact that the world changed. Yeah. And yeah. they they fell silent. Yeah. I it's mean, weird to think about the fact that like. Yeah. 
you know, an 18, 19, 20-year-old now would view Ian McKay the way that we kind of view someone like uh, Bob Dylan. Someone who right. was hugely political back in the day. But yeah, right, Now right. they're just like that old person who's just on TV yeah. talking about, <laughs> like, the good old days, you know? Yeah. And, like, because, like, Ian's in every music documentary. It's, you know, ever. it's like, impressive. Like, and I he's always really intelligent, and he, he and he will speak to anybody. I, mean, I would rather yeah. have him be it's the amazing. ambassador for, like, punk and DIY yeah, yes. than anybody else. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, he is a uh, great ambassador for, for, absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, if you're 18 now, you don't know Minor Threat Ian. You don't know Repeater Ian. You, I don't you know. know. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. You know I think okay, he, he's sorry. a bit of a legend. I, yeah, I would think. Turn this up. This is Brendan number one. Brendan is the drummer of Fugazi. Brendan Canty Get, gets a track named after him. Well, it's funny. There's no credits listed for this one. I mean, nobody takes credit for writing this. Or but this is such a good. <laughs> just turn this up. Such yeah. a good track. of what they're doing on this record like the loud quiet loud thing which Nirvana made famous but is I mean this is what Fugazi is really working Nirvana who are they I mean I mean yeah, the Pixies right it was like what's that Jay I mean the Pixies around this time too yeah the Pixies just like you know we're doing especially with, with Doolittle yeah and, yeah yeah uh, uh, no but that is that is a intense silence to loud ratio I mean for, <laughs> right for this era I cannot think man. of another song that goes from that level yeah. to that level yeah. that fast. Yeah. Well, well what you said earlier, Matt, about intense. the messaging and how they're going to go quiet, Ian's going to talk, he's going to educate right. you, and they go back and they emphasize it again. Mm. And they hit you hard over the head. It's just a, it's an amazing pattern. Well, I also remember seeing them perform this song live where if the audience had gotten too rowdy, like... I don't know if it was a strategy. I can imagine yeah. it might have been a strategy. But if the audience had got too rowdy, if the pit had got too big, if people got too big, they would let the intro of the song go. Remember, we saw them at that okay. gym out in Fitchburg. They, they do, you know, and they kicked that dude out, and people were like pissed, and like yeah. it was like they, it was getting kind of crazy. And I remember they let the intro of that go forever because everybody knows it's going to blow up. Yeah, everybody right, knows right, it's going to blow up. Right. Yeah. So you're waiting for it, right? And the anticipation builds. And I, I just remember them like as a fan of this album, like they just took the whole atmosphere of the room down. Yeah. Wow. They, they have yeah. no problem with you know, and I've seen them you know a half a dozen times. They have no problem just stopping a song and mm. stopping, and, and and he's just saying to the crowd, it's like, no, don't behave that way. Yeah, behave yeah. with civility. Yeah, be kind. Yeah. You're excited. You know, you can dance, but don't slam. Yeah. You can do all yeah. these things, and it was really kind of. And it, it was it was it was an anti, like, punk statement. Yeah, if you yeah. Will. I don't know if that's that, no. Yeah, but that, like, that's but like there was too. that whole culture of like slam dancing yeah. and hits, and and he just put an end to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, not only that, it was also very male and very masculine. Yes. Yeah. And I remember yes. quite often them like stopping a the whole show, asking all of the men 
to move backwards and so the women could move up close yeah. to the stage like yeah. invite like I, I, there's a video on YouTube you can watch of like some woman getting like harassed in the back and he like stops the whole show and brings her up and everything like yeah I, I think that they were just aware of the fact that you know their their audience may have been male and masculine but not really and that they needed to respect everybody in the room and they needed to demand that everybody yeah. else respect everybody yeah. in the room and it really like as a 19 year old kid who was like wearing combat boots and like had long hair like right. you know I was like it taught me a lesson right. about oh wow like this this space that I as a male perceive as for me is not actually just for me right as a 19 year old like also you're like yeah. who the fuck do I want to be who am I you know you're kind of you're yeah. also you're directionless at that point really and here's this band that you love that you're passionate about and, and you have this guy who's like giving you like an ethical path was, and that was something or that I least, really 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 grooved on and, and if, no, if nothing else saying hey think about think about what this is this show us what we're, what we're singing about people around you think about that shit think about that we don't have t-shirts that uh, we don't you know we're selling tickets for five bucks that we're not gonna play the place down the street like why you know like well, these these are quite you raise all this stuff I mean you know listen for, for whatever Pearl Jam ended up being they they raised that question too of like who the fuck is Ticketmaster like what right. is this you, fucking and, ridiculous and monopoly and actually one, one of, one of and, you know yeah, one something to be said for that and that's the thing I that mean, you don't you don't think about that when you're 19, 20 you don't think about that when no, you're 40 you don't care. quite yeah. honestly is like if somebody pro- provides a product that's easy to use, like Amazon, and you don't think about all of the yeah. crazy corrupt shit that right. goes to make right. that happen, etc., right? And Fugazi, they called it out by not doing it, right? Yeah. They didn't yeah. call it out by saying that's bad. They called it out by yeah. saying we're just going to do something else. We're working and, outside. And that's, yeah. that forces the audience, that forces the fans to really say to yourself, why do I accept this for all of these other bands? When Fugazi has made this other path, right? right. So it, it's not just saying that something's bad. It's actually living the other life. And that's yeah. what I've always most respected about Fugazi is it's the hardest thing to not just call it out. But well, they're the, they're the only ones, right, still to this day that have even yeah. done that yeah. to that that point. I mean, everyone else is just, just happy to play the music wherever you can and sell your merch and, uh, you know, tour hey, and that's it. Jay, it's could you really play a, a track hard. called Turnover for me? I would love to. Oh, maybe that track. Wait, hold on. Is that even on this record? I have it as the first track, and it's in Wikipedia. Oh. It lists the, that it as the first, first track. track no, I'm sorry. Reason, so we, we already played that. Not... Let's, let's, um, let's listen to Sib Fisted Fine. All right. Uh-oh. Also, I meant Blueprint because I'm a fucking moron. But let's listen to Sib Fisted I may have to dance. Let's dance. Open colored, open guitar, like just play it. Just like they're just not even hiding it. It's just all straightforward. Oh god. Yeah. 
Yes. Of the three of us, you're the least exposed to Fugazi. So what? Uh, what? What are you taking away from this particular first two tr- first two albums that we're listening to? This record? Well, this well, one the or, or the thirteen? The I 13 mean, songs. again, I feel like uh, you know they they had a lot of. I mean, I definitely know as a uh, very outside of you know. The people really listening to them and, and and seeing them, I I was aware of those things like the the T-shirt thing and the five dollar shows and the like like that that stuff was coming up in conversations as like legend of like like isn't that crazy they, they do that it's awesome and and how they sort of like will shut down a show if people are being assholes and it was it was kind of a, I guess it was a confusing message looking from the outside at that without really having a lot of context because I was like a little a little worried to sort of get into it without having a lot of uh, guidance, well, you, let's you, say. You, like, I couldn't just jump into it. And, like, I, I felt like, well, I can't just go to a show then because it sounds right. like it sounds like there's a lot of shit going on that, like, I don't understand. Well, and I don't want to just and go are, and get, and like, be totally fucking wrong. And, like, really like, getting into Fugazi. Yeah, like, yeah. As, just as my friend, like, what did you think as I was, like, getting deeper into this sound and you were going more in of, like, Cure Jesus and Mary Jane Smith <laughs> direction, you know, like, like yeah. Did you, did I think, you think well, I, I think like, I had a similar experience to Mike, where I had I had an older uh, like like role model who was like, oh, you skate, awesome, throw your you know throw your board in, in the car, and for whatever yeah. reason, he like talked to my mom, and mom was fine with like me hanging out with this guy when I was a freshman, and uh, he would just play the Smiths and, and the Cure and stuff. So it was that, that, ver- that was very much thing. that, like, I went down that road of, like, oh, this well, is awesome. But, I mean, like, what I'm so saying I is, just, which, you, which, know, uh, you, you... That's an, an you know, equally like, awesome road, <laughs> Yeah, too. sure, No, sure. no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not criticizing. No, no, what no, I'm no. saying is, is you were... I'm we saying, were like, friends, that was my... And I was into this. Like, like, I think those worlds... I think maybe the worlds were more... Um, because there, there isn't the oh, access, right, to, to stuff like there is now. Like, it would be very easy for me to just go through the whole catalog in a couple sure, days, sure. read some shit online and go, all right, yeah, I get Fugazi. But but back then, I think it was like, I'm, I'm hearing th- things from you, other skaters and whatever. I'm hearing like these kind of like, like it felt like a very gated, in a way, kind of scene. Mm-hmm. That I was like, okay, I don't, I, I maybe don't know what I'm getting into if I... If I get into this a little bit, like, like I felt of, like Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. sure. No, but I, no, I'm like, I, man, it, I better I mean, really I, I can, like. I mean, if I can grab get what you're saying, like, <laughs> when we were kids, and I'm sure it's true now, music comes with culture. If you listen to yeah, Cure, sure. you got to wear certain clothes and have your hair a certain way. It was, yeah. and I think like if you sign on for Fugazi, at least initially, there's a perception that like you're signing on for a sort of lifestyle change as well. And I mean, what I found is that yeah. that actually wasn't true. Like, I could yeah, bring my, right, right. I could bring I'm my sure politics it to it. We, we grew up in a very conservative yeah. part of America, and I'm, yeah. I'm my politics have always been very liberal. And like a band that was like loud and angry, and you know, like I could sit with the Slayer kids and lunch, right. and like listen to the loud stuff, but at the same time, like have a band that reflected my yeah. identity and like yeah. how I think the world. See, but be. and the difference is like a punk show. Yeah, sure, I'll go to that. I know what to expect. People are gonna be jumping around, fucking whatever. I better like stay on the sidelines and and what and the whole the whole thing. But whereas Fugazi, I was like, they're doing something different. I'm not sure that I totally understand it. <laughs> and I'm a little worried because punk shows were fucking, fucking crazy dance. enough, and I'm not really sure what's happening here at Fugazi. Shows. Well, when you guys were both growing up, what what was the the venue that 
We, we, we didn't really have. Much. I mean, I you, went you to the, the How far did you college. The local you college was, was like a half hour, a half hour, yeah. And there were like you know shitty, shitty local bands, and like I think I saw. I mean, I don't even remember. I mean, nobody would know who they were, but was that was like the big. The Ocean Blue or some somebody like that Did was we, like a big I show. Think you and I tried to see Gorilla Biscuits at one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you guys really needed to dig. To, yeah, was, I mean there was nothing. Like, nobody would tour up there, town, right? Like, nobody would tour. A lot of hurdles. We we maybe Rochester or Syracuse would be the closest place to see anybody. Yeah. Wow. And I doubt that. I mean, I, I remember you. You went to ended up seeing like Jane's Addiction and stuff. I in saw Rochester, Jane's Addiction with right? Ra- Henry Rollins. At if one I was point. lucky, I could make it to Rochester, yeah. but barely. It was. It was. I mean, I was my like, list of was a big like trip. High, early high school era shows. I mean, yeah. it's blind luck what I got to see and when I got to see it. I mean, yeah, the fact totally. that I got to see Henry Rollins live in 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, shows, I'm even. Just, I'm it more was more of a fluke than anything else. I'm more talking about like really in even in when I got to came to the city after high school yeah, yeah. was like. Even then, there was a mystique around Fugazi that was like, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what's happening in the scene, and but, I, but I've always, I can hear right away the the sort of intricacies and the sort of they they feel like they're pushing themselves and and what they're doing on in in every record, yeah. and and I think it's I think it's a case of like Leaves Turn, where By you you either listen to it enough because you know there's something to appreciate. And you come around to it, or you get it immediately because you're already on board. So I think that's well, one of the best, you know, like top, by the way, top yeah. five records. Well, here's the thing: that I'm gonna, now that now that yeah. we're shifting yeah. formats yeah. a little bit and doing full, the place, yeah. doing full discographies, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna invite Michael back. We we did do plastic ideas, but I think we need to do oh, the wow. full unwound discography. Oh, man, um, it was our first great. episode. Go back yeah. and listen to it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but I think we should need to do the full unwound discography. So talking about the growth from from <laughs> from, well, from, from early unwound to to, uh, to live leaves is, is yeah. it, uh, or to leave turn yeah. is a lot of ways the growth of Fugazi. So we we've just yeah. finished the second totally. album. We're yeah. still deep in their punk phase. Yeah, we're gonna grow through this whole thing. Yeah. So Michael, but, can you pick one track to kind of wrap up a repeater for us? We'll get out of this episode and and uh, we'll do the disclaimer and all the usuals. Jay, do you have the extended repeater with the bonus three songs? Uh, I do. I do. I do. I don't want to mess up my chance here. Hold on a second. You want to do uh, song number one? Yeah, here's, here's the repeater track list. We do... Um, you know what? You know what? Let's do Shut the Door. Okay. Shut the Door. Okay. Michael has picked Shut the Door. Yep. We're going to close out this episode on this one.
damn, that's a great track. Thank you for that, Jay. <laughs> God fucking yeah. damn it. All right, gentlemen. Yes. We uh, we're, we're two albums into a seven album cycle. Um, <laughs> God fucking damn it. I wish we could listen to every single one of these tracks. Um, all right. Ian, Gee, Joe, Brandon, we love you. <laughs> fucking love you. Fucking love you. We're devoting three whole episodes of our show to you. So right. uh, if you don't like the fact that we're talking about your music, we'll, you know, we'll take it off. Well, the I can, I can yeah. tell you that we're not making any money. So that, definitely that not making any happy. money. <laughs> losing money. Lose, losing a lot of money. The six pack of beer we're drinking didn't, that's didn't right. come cheap. <laughs> So that's the thing. If you want us to take this off the internet, if you want us to take this down, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, sure. We're fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, just let us know and we'll pull it down. Jay, how do people get in touch with us? Uh, at We Listen 2 1 on Twitter or at We Listen to Records on Instagram or records at HarveyLovesHarvey.com. Can I We're, just say one thing about Harvey Loves Harvey? I'm a huge fan of both <laughs> yeah. of you guys and the oh, work thanks. that you both do. Oh gosh! Oh, that's so, so sweet. It's, yeah, I am. I mean, it's just let you know. I don't. I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts, and you know, maybe the listener does not know. <laughs> we have to, be we've been doing this not podcasting, but we've just been making music, making art, making movies for a really long time. I'm a fan. You know how long we've been doing this? We have a Facebook page. That's how long we've been doing this. <laughs> oh so if you uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can do that shit too. Um, here's the deal. Normally, at this point in the show, Jay and I would pick the next three records, that, or the next record that we're going to talk about. But uh, we got a bunch more Fugazi to get through, so we're not going to pick anything today, are no, we, Jay? No, no. What are we doing next? We're going to do the middle period, the transition period, where Fugazi uh, shifts from punk yeah. to more post-punk. Post-punk. So we're going to do three records. We're going to yeah. do Steady Diet of Nothing. Okay, nice. We're going to do In on the Kill Taker. Yep. And we're going to do Red Medicine. Wow. All right. So that's up wow. next on We Listen to Records. Michael, thank you for joining us. You're going to come back for the next three, thank right? Thank you. It would be an honor oh. and a privilege, gentlemen. Michael so Equi, nice. film editor, former <laughs> bass player of Fun in the Kitchen, former director of Force Productions. Jay, oh, can God. we rack up promises yeah, and play this show out? Wow. Take your time, bud. Take your H-L-H. fucking time. He's just scrolling through his phone. Fucking jerking off Wait, over there. No, 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 it's not on this song? record, is it? No, it's on uh, the 13th oh, song. Oh, it's on. Th- oh, sure, yeah. Uh, you sure. know what? This, this was a professional <laughs> podcast. We it were doing still really is. Well. We're doing so well. Promises. Oh,
Put your hand to the wall at night. 